Just a friendly reminder that the opinions expressed on this show are not worth a Canadian penny, so disregard anything you hear that might get anyone in trouble. And despite some of the great ideas you may hear, don't try them at home. Go to friend's house instead. Slamfire Radio. This is episode 368 for August 13th, 2020. I am one of your hosts, Adriel. I'm another one, Trevor. That would be you, Random Dave. Where are my show notes? And oh, I'm God. Random Dave. I was... I, was... Uh, I have no... no... If, there's, if there's a pause, just, started... just jump in. Just attack. Yeah. yeah. Gotta it be aggressive. At the end, someone failed. And I'm your the last host. I'm Kelly. The last host. Yes. Good job, Kelly. <laughs> yeah, way to bring up the rear. Yeah, anchor, yeah. bring us up. Yeah, anchor host. Yeah, she does I'm keep either, you grounded. So I'm so. either weighing you guys anchor down. Anchor lady, anchor woman. <laughs> <laughs> weighing us down. Or, these days, Jesus Christ, you look like a stiff breeze who's, blowing you away. Is, who is the guy? Bolt, Bolt, Hussein Bolt. That. Anyways. Yeah, Hussein Bolt. What about him? Hussein. Well, he's the he's the guy that is the uh, for the Jamaican team. He is the guy that uh, in the relay that runs last. So yes, he's a runner. Yeah. Yeah, he but he's one. he's the one that overtakes everybody and keeps everybody and kicks he's everybody. He's very fast. Out. So mm-hmm. I'm going to be Hussein Bolt today. I'm All kicking right. your ass. I love the fact that when you look at the that... final shot, the, the ribbon shot, he's like in front of the camera everybody else is dying and he's like I really love that photo that was the best thing ever yeah that was the best thing but Kelly's analogy was not <laughs> ever yes we'll <clears throat> all right Anyways. uh what we can what we did in guns this week is brought to you by the Calgary Shooting Center Canada's premier firearms retailer right now they have the Keltec CP3322 business in the front party in the rear this is their 22 target pistol. Target pistol? It's kind of a target pistol. It's got a big rail on top. You can put a red dot, uh, optic, whatever you want to on there. Now, if you were in Freedomville, this bad boy would hold 33 rounds, but in Canada it holds 10. It's got a quad stack magazine. Have you guys seen this thing? There's like four spots for ammo to go. Like As you like put it in the top, it goes into like this weird arrangement in this magazine. Are you describing right now how the ammo goes in that we can't put in? Yes, yes. Okay, you're describing the feature that is useless to us. Is that Correct. what you're doing right now? Uh-huh. He's uh-huh. excited okay. about so that. So this is for the American listeners who can't buy from the Calgary Shooting Center. Correct. And here yeah, we yeah. But in Canada, you could use that big bad rail for, I don't know, put like a Kelly, I take back what I said about your analogy. Adriel has now gone like... <laughs> I'll keep... The, this I'll is keep so bad, digging. I'm forgetting about what you did. You yeah, dig put up, a scope stupid. on the top, and you could put a 45-degree offset red dot. Boom. You Double optic a, pistol. You could put a new Strike Eagle single, single focus plane on the first focus plane. Put one of those on there too. Yep. Yep. You could offset a red dot on one side and on the other side. Boom, boom. Nice. Good for either nice. side of the wall. I have a professional <laughs> obligation to our show sponsor, the Calgary Shooting Center. So I will not tell people not to buy it. <laughs> Trevor, buy it. Did, yes. you, did you want to start us off? 
Sure. Um, I uh, was fortunate enough to get in two Ipsic matches since last time I was on the show. Went to a level two in the Miramichi. Um, the guy that uh, is typically very involved in their Outlaw Rimfire Precision, Matt Trevors, somebody I went to university with 100 years ago, um, was involved in helping organize it. And uh, Ray was involved. And I think maybe Chris. I don't want, I shouldn't be naming names because I don't want to forget anybody, but I know Matt had a hand in this and uh, he was on my squad, did a fantastic job, but the match was awesome. That's what I'm trying to get to. It was a level two match. It had the right amount of stages, the right amount of people, the right amount of challenge. They had shade tents out. They had water. They had uh, hand sanitizing stations. They did a fantastic <laughs> job of putting this level two match together. It was one of the best matches that I've attended at that range. Um, seems like they're getting better all the time. And then uh, I went on vacation to Nova Scotia and at the very last minute was able to weasel my way into a match at the EMA club. I was only supposed to go, I was supposed to go straight to Cape Breton on Thursday, but then figured that if I went to Captain Andy's house first on Wednesday, I could tag along and uh, go to league night on Wednesday at the AMA range, which is out by the airport near Halifax. And to say it was a travesty of errors would be putting it lightly. So first of all, there was no way I was getting an ATT in time. So I brought my equipment and my magazines and my ammo um, for a, a single stack 1911 and nine millimeter, specifically um, a USPSA single stack gun. Uh, it's called, it's actually, it's made by STI and it's called the USPSA. So it's uh, a competition um 1911 for well we would call classic and ipsic and the uspsa would call single stack anyway beautiful gun um set up a little differently from how i run my guns like andy's safeties are couldn't be any further away from how i run my safeties i've actually bumped up his safeties and had the gun disassemble while firing it before like true story where the spring that holds the takedown pin and the safety in place comes flying out yeah <laughs> Because I do this thing anyway. Um, like it's got, it's at the point now with my Dan Wesson, I don't even run the safety on the weak side because of how I grip the gun so high that the knuckle on my right hand pushes the safety on. Anyway, I've been running production optics since September of 2019 exclusively with a little bit of PCC, maybe. Um, nope, after the provincials. I put down the PCC and I picked up my production optics gun. I shot for the first time in class. I was teaching September here in Fredericton. And um, so just remembering to turn the safety off was, was a challenge. And then, like I said, bumping it back on. So that was one thing. The other thing was I had loaded some of my single stack mags with dummy rounds. So I grabbed my mags, <laughs> grabbed my other mag. Yeah, you know this is how this is going, eh, Dave? <laughs> Bang, bang, click, tap, rack, click. What the hell? And somehow, Dave, so they weren't all the mags weren't full. So I was loading live rounds on top of the dummy rounds. I, uh, I'd like to accuse them of sabotage and throwing them back in with my ammo because they ended up in my mags for like three stages somehow. Oh, like, no. Yeah, I was like. I looked at every single, so what these dummy rounds were, they, they look like regular ammo. I just don't put powder or a primer in them. 
and with an extended firing pin you can get the firing pin stuck in the flash stuck hole in the flash there's no hole. primer oh there oh my god oh that happened no. on my open gun my 38 or my um sti true bore had an extended firing pin dummy rounds firing pin into the firing pin channel or sorry into the uh flash hole of the brass locked the gun up completely solid what a chore that was to get it apart anyway so shooting single stack for the first time since september of 2019 um bumping on his safeties having dummy rounds in my mag it was a shit show but i got to see my nova scotia shooting buddies some of them I have not seen since December, which is unusual because I would have been down at least once a month all winter and I would have attended at least two Ipsic matches in Nova Scotia by now. So, man, it wasn't about the shooting. It was about the people and getting back down there and seeing the guys. Um, Sean Hansen, the uh, club president, rolls up and I walk over to see him. He gets out of his truck and sure enough, first thing he says is, you know, there's no RC racing here, right? Like, <laughs> you think they're in Andy's truck. So they weren't anyway. Yeah. Good time. And then um, at the mirror machine match, I struggled because I couldn't see my dot and it's not because I couldn't find the dot because the battery in my Trigicon armor was <laughs> dead. So for a boat, I Why haven't had dead? a low part of me. Why was it dead? You forget to turn Why it off. Why was it dead? Because batteries yeah. die eventually. <clears throat> What's the sure battery life on that? Like on that work? thing? Yeah. Is it, is it like a year or two years? I, I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know how long it was in there before I got it. And, uh, and you know, not dry firing during COVID, not paying attention to things. I could have had a spare battery with me. I don't know. I certainly didn't have a two and a half millimeter Allen key with me. Um, Did you have a anyway, Sharpie? Yeah, that's a great idea, because <laughs> I used to just in archery, my scope had a lens in it with a black dot stuck on it, right? And that was good enough for archery, so... But um, there, there was one, the last stage of the day, there was some really, they're swinging round eight-inch steel plates. You hit a popper, the popper falls, and the steel plate starts to swing from behind hardcover. They did a fantastic job with the props. And um, those were the hardest shots, and I really had to, like, concentrate on looking at the dot. Other than that, I just kind of sprayed and prayed for the match. And I looked, I, I tried to do a target focus, just look at the target and let them fly. And mm -hmm. my alpha count was down. I still got first in my division, but I was like, I don't even know. Like, I would have been top five for sure, I think, but I didn't light the world on fire. I just looked it up. The uh, RMR's battery, it says the last four years of continual use at setting four. But when left on the brightest setting, number eight, the battery will last 25 days. So you, you can wear them down pretty quick. Hmm. I usually run on setting three. Is it like an always on? Well, if you're on setting no, three, I turn it should... off. Yeah, I turn it on first thing in the morning when I get to the match. And then I turn it off the end of the day. I don't huh. turn it off in between stages. You Did you buy it used? No. How long have you had it? I got it in September of 2019. That's so weird my that Kyrie the battery center gun. That's weird that the battery is uh, is dead on it already because yeah. at setting Maybe 3 I've you should have you should have been able to let you should be able to leave it on for four, four or five years though. Like that's that's a cool thing about modern red dots is that um I I uh that Aimpoint Pro that I've got uh I just leave it on. I just leave it on all the time and I never have to worry. And that's why law it. enforcement use them so they pick up the rifle. Yep. And it's on. Yeah, same they thing. Their RMR should be good. Or their irons up. Oh, 
Well, I, oh yeah, all yeah. time. The irons stay up all the time in case the dot goes out. They don't have to stop, put up the irons. They train that way to shoot with the irons and the dot. I just never bother. Um, okay, my gun's locked up. I don't know where my key is. I was gonna turn it on and see what three looks like, but anyway. Um, so the Trigicon RMR is awesome, but when you change the battery, you you have to remove the optic from the gun. So I'm gonna get to the range early on Sunday morning. I'm down here for a race and a match. And uh, uh, Sunday morning, I will uh, go to the range early and, and check the zero before I start shooting. It'll probably be fine. Like those those posts that it, that it's like sitting on are really finely machined, and it, like they're what they're Steven pretty snug said, on them. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's so kind I, of designed that way so it'll hold at zero. Yeah, I I bet and you change the battery and and let a few rounds fly and it'll be fine. Probably. I noticed the difference right away. Like, so it definitely was the battery. Was it hard uh, to find the battery? Well, huh? Was it hard to find the battery? So it got a weird battery on it. No, no, it's got a twenty thirty two. Oh, that's super great. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> that's hilarious. Um, yeah, and if all goes well, I'll be taking a listener uh, out to uh, the range on Saturday, but uh, we'll wait and see what happens there. And uh, if all goes well, it'll happen. Then we'll talk about it next week. That's what nice. we did. Oh my God, Dave, you're the devil. I just saw what you did. Dave, <laughs> you're a bad man. <laughs> Found a way to make that photo worse. All right. Uh, or better. Yeah. better. <laughs> Fair enough. Hey, some people say googly eyes make everything better. Somebody just did that with, with Vader. I was not impressed. I know. And you 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 angry faced my Vader photo. So there you it go. was your Vader photo. So I, I really brought this on to myself. I see yes, what did. I did here. <laughs> I'm a slow learner. <laughs> All right. Um, who's next? Adriel, what do you get up to? Yeah, I did a, let's see, Saturday I did a three-gun match. Saturday? Yeah, Saturday. Saturday I did a three-gun match. Why'd you run? I brought my WK-180 with a red dot on it, uh, my Aimpoint Pro, um, my A5 for shotgun, and my Shadow 2 for a pistol. And uh, all of it ran good. It was all fine. Um, try to think of, uh, there's uh, one thing that I noticed that the matches are a really wide variety of rifles being used right now. Lots of guys running SKSs, 22s, uh, a few 180s. Like a few of people had the WKs, a few people had the MCR 22s. style. Yeah, we added a division so that people can run 22s. I mean, this year, it's like you got to give people some options. So sure, yeah, otherwise they'll go pick up a new hobby and start yeah. playing with toy cards with other nerds in the field or something. Yeah. <laughs> That's a risk, yes. Yeah, it so, is a risk. Uh, trust me. Yeah, so, 22, so 22s have their... There's a division now. P-Shooter. If you want oh, to shoot... Do they have I'm to sorry. shoot a 22 huh? pistol and rifle, or can they be center fire one or the other? Uh, tw- uh, you can run center fire for your rifle. If, or for, for your pistol, if you want. But if your rifle's 22, you are in P-Shooter. Adriel, gotcha. when you're yep. done, can you come back to me? Okay, sure. Yeah. Thanks. Um, yeah, wide variety of rifles being used. What SKSs does that mean for, for target distance, though, Adriel, when they do twenty-two. Uh, so if we have anything too far, no, you don't usually do rifle and steel, you guys. Uh, for, for yeah, for like a hundred yards, kind of a thing, and you just okay. you you make sure you you've got some electronic hearing because it's it's impossible with uh, earplugs to hear okay. uh, twenty-two hit. And steel. Yeah, call the hit. Um, and then if we had anything really far, like if we had anything out at three hundred, we would have a. A different target for those divisions closer in. Oh, very so for nice. PCC or for rimfire, yep. we'd have a close target and say shoot that um, instead of those far ones, right? I got the everything but air match coming up in September, 
I have no idea what I'm going to do. Hmm. <laughs> it's it's an everything but can't use your ARA anyway match. Yeah. Well, that's, exactly, that's right? Now. Yeah. But last year, Dave, I had my like WK SLR. Uh, did I have my modern supporter then? I don't think I did. No, I lent out my WK and I ran my SLR. Yeah. Which would be set. like the best option. Right. Back then. But not no more. No. I'd run a WK, but I sold mine well before any of this crazy happened because it was the least cool of all my cool black rifles. Yep, indeed. But now I want one. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, the, I th in my opinion, the WK is still the... Or the, the 180 style the rifle, either yeah. the WK or the MCR, is is the, the thing to use for three-gun these days. So um, you've got a WK, but you got something else coming, right? Here. Oh, it's there. So oh, right. Because right it arrived like overnight. Okay. Oh, yeah. It was amazing. I'll get to that. I'll get to that. Uh, yeah. Um, I bring it up because I might want to buy your WK if that's the thing that could happen. Oh, man. I'm conflicted over it. I'll, I'll talk to it. I'll talk about it in a minute. Okay. So, uh, three gun match. Uh, yeah. So, lots of different rifles. Uh, some of the open guys are running bullpup shotguns now. There's a couple of different kinds of them, and they, they fit those pump action mags in them. Uh, yeah. So, guys are running them. And uh, they ran. They ran. I want a Uscon 46. Spectres I want a Newscon AS46. Like you could get one, or you could get the Spectre, what was it again, Dave? Spectre something, FX12, Spectre, Spectre something, something, something. And that yeah. one, there's there's a couple different kinds of them. There's that one that I reviewed, um, uh, and then there's uh, one that's like all aluminum, like the whole chassis, uh, and a couple of other ones. So, so anyways, I'm, I'm really glad to see those, because the one thing that I really like about the open shotguns and having open shotguns with those big mags is that it makes open its own division. Because otherwise, what do you got? A, a dot pistol, but like three-gun targets are not far for pistol. Um, you could put a 45-degree a dot on your rifle. Who cares? And that's it. I mean, a dot on your shotgun. But like, there's, there's not really a huge advantage there, right? But a mag-fed mag, sh a mag shotgun with big old mags, that's yep. a competitive advantage. And I really that like... The, the separation that puts between the divisions. Well, I tell you why I want the Uscon AS46 is because I already bought all the mags to use in my Typhoon, and now the mags are just sitting there. So you're going to buy them. Yeah. So if I can find one, um, it's, 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 for me, the most viable um, pump-action shotgun for three-gun. And, I mean, mm -hmm. typically I'd say there is no viable pump-action shotgun for three-gun. Ipsic manual division in shotgun only yeah that's a thing but it's in three gun if you're not using this uh, ridiculous uh, manual division is that limited to tube only for shotgun or can you run it can yes. you run a mag any any mag fed will bump you into open mm. for ipsic shotgun rules yeah because of the whole detachable right yep. yeah changey changey yeah. thing yeah, it was a good match. Uh, I didn't run like blazing fast but I ran nice and smooth and that was good enough to uh uh, to get me the win in my division and overall. Uh, oh, and overall. Yeah, and overall is not a thing. Like guys, guys are running uh, twenty-two rifles with like twenty-five round mags. It's not a thing. If if one of those guys wins, you know, good on them. That's they've they've got better equipment than and, and uh, overall no is not a thing until you win it. Yeah. Thank you, thank you for saying that because uh, <laughs> it's not a thing until I win it. <laughs> I never seem to uh, talk about it unless I win it. Yeah, yeah, uh, me too, me too. Yeah, but uh, that was a good little match, nice and nice and quick, and uh, it was good seeing the good seeing the guys because this is my first three gun match of the year, and uh, <laughs> we're already summer's almost over, already over, so uh, yeah, it was fun. 
Uh, trying to think of anything else that happened. Not really. Nothing. Nothing else that was uh, was super interesting. Uh, and then from my Saturday, oh my steps. I got like this step counter thing. A three gun match is three times more strenuous than a maple seed. <laughs> like after after that Saturday, I'm like I am beat. What? I'm really oh, tired. Yeah. And, but then I, I went and did a maple seed. I got better throughout the day, <laughs> even though I was out on the range so talking, yelling. So how many steps do you do in a maple seed? Uh, according to this thing, like 12,000. And at a three-gun event, it'll be like 36. And a normal day, now keep in mind, like I, I, I work, you work from, from home. home. I, don't, I don't do a lot of steps. It's like 2,000, 3,000 steps. Mm. It's, it's a lot of abuse to throw at a really it's crappy weird. body, like a really crappy COVID body that just sits at home. And it's just like, <laughs> here's five times more exercise than you do on a typical basis. Yeah, yeah I typically get in about 15 for a maple seed. So it, it, uh, anyways. I got longer legs. I don't know, I don't know because counting steps is dumb. I just walk to where I got to go. And when I'm done, <laughs> I go to bed at night. I like to know like why. Yeah why i'm t- so tired or because then uh, you can go and you can go look how many steps i ran it's not that i'm fat and out of shape it's that i locked a lot of steps well, it's that too it's that it's and everybody's like mind. no one cares yes. about your steps they're long days no one cares yeah. correct yeah anyways maple seed on sunday uh at Sherwood park uh it was really good we had uh five people take rifleman which was quite high yeah. for 10 people total and uh, it was supposed to rain. Like, I was driving out the morning of, listening <laughs> to suck. the weather, and they're like, it's going to rain. It's going to rain from, like, 11 to 2 o'clock or so. Okay. No rain. Not a drop. So, you know what? We had <laughs> forecast was sunny with partially cloudy, and from 11 until 2 o'clock, it freaking poured. So, what did you do? I haven't got rain. I haven't gotten more than, like, a few drops at any of the maple seeds I've had yet. But like, so you why know, was it supposed to rain at your place and not at my place? I and I got the rain and I you didn't. I don't know. Just so it's not a maple seed thing. It's a Kelly thing. Yeah, Kelly. yeah definitely. Because Rick's Kelly been doing maple seeds rain. too. And it's been fine. I don't think Rick's been getting like downpours the whole time. Just Kelly all the time. All the time. That's <laughs> <laughs> I'm driving up Alberta to Adriel's maple seeds. <laughs> well, it's normal here for, for it to like rain at like five or six on, on like a summer day. Anyways, uh, long story short. Uh, maybe see it on Sunday. Great. Uh, I broke my website and then I fixed it. Uh, so it's back up. Oh. I put a new like theme and designy kind of a thing. So now it's just uh, more plain text and like all the other stuff is out of the way. Kicked out a video on Maple Seed. Kicked out a video yeah, on nice. Three Gun. Uh, got both those both out. Um, my Bolt Action Coffee came in. I got <gasps> to try it. Ooh, mine too. It's here. Forgot about yeah. that. Oh, yeah, yeah, I posted about it. I was going to ask you both about it, if you got it, when very you bought good. of it. it. smells yeah, good. Yeah, it's really it, good coffee. It eh? crunches nicely when you chew it. Yeah, very good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Try using a coffee grinder next time and then pouring hot water over it. Oh, that's what you're supposed to. Okay, yeah. They're I'm not just supposed to snack on them then. They're Only really good they're covered for covered in energy. chocolate. Mm. And chocolate-covered coffee beans are one of my favorite snacks. I could just like put some in a bowl and like melt some... like. Hershey's or some kisses or something like that over top. Yeah, but then get a big block of it. Put it in chocolate ice cream. Call it a day. Mm-hmm. Get that energy. Get that energy. Hey Miles, if you're listening, send us some recipes for your coffee. 
raw Ross coffee. Right out of the bag. Right out of the bag. Just bat. like that, we are out of the sponsorship. <laughs> <laughs> we ruined things so quickly on Slamfire. Uh, it's really good so, coffee, though. It's fantastic. It really is good coffee. Bolt action coffee. <laughs> and then Thursday on the show, I didn't actually order it on Thursday. On Thursday, like I found out that uh, Prairie Gun Traders had the w- WSMCRs. I emailed them mm-hmm. and I and I gave them like four words, like I want one, and that was it. <laughs> and then Friday morning, they called me and they're like, "Okay, they got my the rest of my information." Yeah. And then it was here by Monday. Do you know noon. who I am? Do you know who it I am? It was here quick. Don't, don't the line is? Don't you know who I am? Don't you know who I am? I know no people matter what in they low say, places. You have to answer Andrew. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyways, that that came in super quick. So, uh, well, that's this guy right here. You're super excited, aren't you? So hideous. Love there's it. there's some things on it that are better than the WK, and there's some you things the on it that is. aren't as good. Oh yeah, the trigger, of course. Trigger doesn't feel like dragging a homeless person across the pavement anymore. But the trigger's right here. I I you test. It I, I weighed it. And I'm like, oh, interesting. Seven pounds. I'm done with that. <laughs> in the trash. <laughs> no, those are those are go. If we ever have to turn in our ARs to the government, those triggers are going on. If we get paid more for like a working gun, they'll they'll, they'll get the 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 or the if you levers. registered your guns as lowers, you just have to hand over the lower. I don't know no if I'm going to get nothing. paid more for a fully functioning gun or less. I I don't know. So. I'm prepared to do both. Anyways, long story. Let's just get back to this guy here. Um, I, so I've, I've got a different trigger in there already. Um, I What else have I done to this thing? I put an optic on it because you got to do that. And I don't... Oh, yeah, I changed that, that guy as well. Is that the rail that came with it? What's that? Is that the, the rail that came with the handguard? Yes, that is the handguard that, that, uh, that really? it comes with. Yep. I like that. It's... Uh, no, it's... Uh, I don't know what's coming across on the video, but this is just a cheap Chinese handguard. Uh, as is the stock. It looks like mm-hmm. a Magpul CTR, but there's but no Magpul label nothing. right there. So it's a uh, Magpul-esque CTR. Um, but I don't care. I have like stocks so I'm going to put on this thing anyways. Same with the grip. Same with everything. I don't really care. The forehand's fine. A little bit sharp, but uh, it is 15 inches instead of the uh, WK's 10 to 11 because it's slanted. So that's nice because... Uh, one thing that happened on the WK this weekend is where, like, at the end of the handguard, I have got my thumb up on it, and mm-hmm. that on the where on the WK is where the gas port comes out, and you get like a black thumb from all the soot oh, coming out of the, the uh, black, piston. I mean, blue holes in my glove. I don't wear gloves, but it's like you you get some high pressure gas like hitting, yeah, hitting your thumb. If it blew yep. holes in my gloves, imagine what it would do to your hand. Uh, make it black. That's what it did to mine. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and I had it like right over top of that thing. So longer, longer yes. handguard. I should be able to like Chris Costa hold that thing way out there, and it's not gonna sit up my hand as as badly. So that was that, that's nice. Uh, the barrel is uh, uh, a slightly heavier profile. <laughs> so on the WK, I, I would I would call the WK like a light profile. It's like a a point six five or point six two five or something like that diameter. Whereas this is point uh, seven. 1.71 diameter so it's a little bit of a heavier profile on it um i don't know if i really care like my wk ran fine uh, at a three gun match running hot and running shooting long distance targets and whatever didn't really make it seem to make a difference but uh sure why not that's uh, that's cool uh charging handle goes on either sides 
steel Ooh. side panels, which is kind of nice because that is the big benefit that's what of this were guy. Excited about, yeah. Yeah, and 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 uh, that's better. Why? It's got a. Why is that better? Why is that an improvement? They choose it's out the the WKs. Uh, choose out the side rails uh, because they're aluminum. The, the on the side rails. The entire receiver on the WK is aluminum. So yep. that key, the key on the bolt, uh, the uh, uh, oh, cam that's what's doing starts it. to chew out the gotcha. left side of the receiver on the oh, inside. I thought it was like from brass or something. Yeah, okay, that makes sense. And and the other thing that happened, this this one has a brass deflector yeah, on it, so it'll, it should now. it should keep the uh, receiver a little bit cleaner. Uh, it's got a cross pin at the rear here. So what that means is that there's no play in the upper and lower, none. Like you, like there's no rattle whatsoever between those. Don't care. Oh. I don't care. Not at all. Uh, I'm trying to think of other. Good things. luck trying to call this an AR variant. Wait, they got rid of the Mossberg 715. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Never mind. Uh, I'm trying to think about it. Oh, the um, the bolt catch lip on mine worked with most of my mags, but with some of them, it would slip past the uh, follower. Uh, so I replaced it because I have other ones. I actually have a uh, RW, RWA? RWA uh, uh, bolt hold open doohickey here. And I opted to put that on this guy because if I use this for three gun, I got to lock the action open uh, every once in a while. And doing that with an external bolt holder is easier than putting my hand up the magazine well and hitting that little button. And if you ever get a, ever get a double feed, like good luck trying to uh, fix the one that doesn't have an external uh, bolt hold open. So I pop that guy in there instead. Uh, what else? It's heavier. It's eight pounds instead of seven on the WK. So if you weigh the WK like blank, it's seven pounds. This guy's eight. That's mostly I think the barrel, the fore end. Maybe some of the steel panels on the side. Um, so I think I think that's fine. Again, for a three-gun rifle, that's fine. I'm going to relegate my WK back to being a coyote gun because now I've got something that's a little bit heavier duty for uh, for three-gun. I think or that's all. Hmm? Sell it. Or sell or it. Sell it. But what about shooting coyotes? It's one MOA. Shoot with that thing. It's one MOA. <laughs> but I got a red dot on this thing. I'm going to cite it for like... BS crappy ammo that I'm just gonna like. Uh, um, if if I have a target at 300 yards, uh, I will shoot at it with this, and I'll use a big bag, oh. and I'll just keep pulling the trigger until I get a ting up there, and then I move on to the next one. That's that's how three gun works. It's not like one shot and you got to hit it on target. When did you get? So speaking of, um, you know, mag dump. When did you get the uh, 100 round drum? there that you had oh that's something else okay so that's that's this guy here see you were almost finished and then i'm gone oh yeah i'll go on to i'll go on to the next thing here oh, and geez. then uh i didn't talk about this last time but uh this, no, is, you a, didn't. this is a gsg 16 uh this is actually my buddy that uh, got this i was i mentioned i was ordering some stuff he's like and i asked them if he wanted anything and he's like yeah gsg 16 cool so this this is what an unadulterated one looks like i had one on the show that i talked about that had uh uh, some furniture on it to make it look like an MP, MP5. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is the just stock GSG-16 furniture, and you can see it takes a magazine in the back. But pff, those are only 20 round mags. If you were on, if you really want to rock and roll, you got to get the 110 round mag and stick that guy in there, right? And uh, um, funny enough, this would be a gamer rifle in three gun if your local club allowed 
rimfire because <laughs> it's got a hotter round mag in it. Uh, you only need to bring one mag for the day. Yeah, yeah. You could, you could, you could run one mag for multiple stages. Just be like, ah, I don't feel like reloading. Just leave it. A uh, couple, of, couple of changes on this thing since the last one that I saw. Uh, one, it no longer comes with pop-up sites. Now it comes with sites that are built in. So you can see there that, that front one's fixed and this rear one is uh, fixed as well, adjustable for windage. Uh, the charging handle looks a little bit different. The grip is a little bit different. It's got this like uh, uh, pocket in the bottom and a couple of other like minor things on it. So it look, it, they're continuing to work on these things. They're continuing to uh, um, add things onto them. And the uh, thick can on the front there, I don't know, looks good. Looks yep. fine. Yep, for like a cheap rifle. So there was that. Um, I also, in that same package, got this guy here, this Hollow oh, Sun uh, 407. Yeah. Uh, it's gone. It's on its way to Captain Andy with uh, my 1911 slide. So he's going to MacGyver some way of getting that on there. Cool, cool red dot. 50,000 hours for of lifetime on that red dot. So... Hmm. That's one of the ones where you like leave it on, never, never worry about it, kind of thing, right? Which is something I like for competition. Uh, I also ordered this guy here. This is a Remington 783. I put my big old scope on there, 624. It says it has a free floated barrel. It's not free floated. Not past there. Yeah. I can't. Last two inches, it's free floated. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't say the whole barrel was free floated, yeah, did they? That's a thing. So I'm gonna have to get in there and see what's going on. Sometimes, like right where the uh, uh, sling stud is, sometimes there's like a, a, a something in the way on, on some stocks, and I'd imagine that's what's happening here. And then it had a threaded muzzle, so I stuck this stupid flash hider on there because well, why not? Why not? Yeah. So this is in six five Creedmoor. Um, this is their heavy barrel uh, target version of their seven eighty three. Now, if you're going to get a heavy barrel rifle, you know it'd be really cool, like a steel sling stud, because with a heavy barrel it's... rifle, it'd be nice to run a bipod, and these things rip rip off if you run bipods on them and you, and you torque them down too much. That would have been nice, because this, these molded-in sling swivel things are only good for nope. slings. They're not good for yeah. bipods. Nope. It's Remington 21. Right? Yeah, yeah Remington's going into their another chapter 11. The action on that's pretty smooth. Like in terms of uh, uh, Remington, Remington, very good, very good for a Remington. <laughs> and I, uh, I do like the magazine. The, the magazine is is uh, nice in nice. terms of how it goes in. Again, some magazines. Think about a ten twenty two magazine. Trying to put it in, you have to like wobble it back and forth as you're putting it in. I don't like that. I want a magazine that just goes in. This one, as long as you've got the rear in first, it clicks clicks in very easily. And again, that's something that a lot of these cheap bolt-action rifles don't do very well. So this is in 6.5 Creedmoor. I'm going to set this up for uh, hunting and maybe some long-range stuff. Like I, 6.5 Creedmoor with a heavy barrel is is good for long-range stuff. So I opted to, with my rings, uh, use the, the... These are the uh, Burris Z signature rings. And there are like some... Them. Uh, there's inserts that you can those. get. You can get zero inserts, or you can get plus or minus 10 inserts on those. <laughs> so I've got plus 10 on the back, minus 10 on the front. So that's tilted a little bit, so I can get a little bit more distance out of this scope if I need to, because that should give me 20 MOA-ish of, yeah. uh, of cant on it. So uh, maybe I'll use it for long range. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not really into uh, long range shooting that much, but I could. 
I could, I guess. Ah, uh, there's that, there's that, there's that. And then this weekend, uh, we have a ladies' day at Chaz. Uh, <laughs> oh, we got so many people RSVP'd. I don't know how we're going to do it. We got to go to tickets to the sales okay. next year, next year, uh, because it's, we got so many people. Yeah, uh, actually, I got an email about it, and they were so excited about it. So congratulations on all the attendees. Fantastic. Great job. Uh, I hope they don't all show up. No, <laughs> That's a horrible I... thing to say. I don't think we could run through 100 people in a day. I, so uh, you're, you're going to have to clean the rifles between. Yep. So you're going to go get Lysol wipes and clean them. And we got, a, got the Lysol wipes, got some bleach spray to clean stuff up. We got a lot of people who volunteered at yeah, last minute, which is good because we've got a lot of people coming for it. I'm actually, so this is like, this is brand spanking new. I'm bringing this guy out so that they can run through some ammo and break it in for me. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah, awesome. yeah. Yeah, break that. You know, the action needs like a few few hundred rounds through it. Like, yeah. Yeah, let them break it in. I wonder if they yeah. they break in my six five. Mm, maybe. Ooh, you know, maybe I'll bring my six five. Go. I need a couple. I, how many how many rounds would you put through a barrel before you're like, okay, this thing's like seasoned? Twenty, thirty, fifty. Six point five. Yeah, six point five. Yeah. Maybe like sixty. Maybe yeah. sixty to a hundred. I'm I'm yeah. gonna bring that. I'm gonna bring that out. They can use that to. Shoot stuff at six five. They'll set it have? in too. No, I, what my ammo? No, no, no. This is club ammo. This is, this is an event. <laughs> See? Mm, mm. <laughs> All signs are pointing to bring my guns. <laughs> let the ladies break them in. Yes, yes. There and then I go. get them afterwards. Okay. Wipe them all off. Yeah. So we're gonna. I'm I'm gonna be wearing a mask for the whole thing because if there's a hundred people there and with Edmonton with the amount of Corona uh, cases that we have. I'll wear a how mask. Many, how, how many people have Rona? Uh, I don't know how many people have it right now. I know that yesterday we had 100 cases uh, in, in Edmonton. Okay, Ontario has new. 95 new. Yeah. But we ha you guys have like 14 million people. We have like four. Yeah. yeah. Four people? You have four people in the whole province? Yes. Not four million. Four. Four. Yeah. Four. There's me. Four there's that all Steve guy. Yeah, I don't know. That's that's about it. <laughs> yeah. No, anyway, so uh yeah, it was all good. I've uh yeah, so we got Ladies' Day this weekend, I got a maple seed the weekend after, and uh I gotta I gotta like I am booked from yeah. this weekend until October for maple seeds or stuff related. I'm supposed to be going down to New Brunswick. I'm not, so I have the weekend off. Yeah, I don't have. I don't have. One. I had one of those Yay. two weekends ago, and that's the last one I have until October. <laughs> and uh, hopefully, I make it through, make it through all of this. Um, You'll be. I fine. still have a wife. <laughs> She'll be fine. We'll we'll see. We'll see. But uh, anyways, that's uh, that's enough of my yammering. Dave, what have you been up to? Uh, well, you reminded me that uh, I picked up a 22250 in a real Remington, like an old one. So it's actually oh. like a good gun. So a buddy of mine passed away. And oh. uh, just before Sorry he passed, that. it sucks. But gun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh-oh. So, your anyhow. audio stopped. Huh? No. My audio's what? You, it's fine. Your audio stopped. No. Is it back? Yeah. Yes. Okay, cool. So my buddy died, so I uh, I picked this up from him, and it's uh, it's an old nineteen. I checked; it's a nineteen seventies vintage. 
uh, with a, a probably horrible uh, Redfield 6x18 scope. I don't know. In the 1970s, apparently, this thing was the cat's ass. But it was the bomb. Yeah, the, uh, technology has apparently changed and stuff. So, uh, But I'm going to try it out and see it. It's 22250, and he gave me a, an entire that's what this bag that's been sitting up here for months is. That's full of 22250. <laughs> he just gave me a bag full of ammo with it. I don't know what it is. It's all marked. Have fun. Okie dokie. So I got that. Aww. I got dies. I got the gun. And I have a Remington 700 police and it's parkerized. And the bolt in it is so, so nasty. Like you bring it back and it's just grindy and it's just, it's terrible. And this thing's bolt is so smooth. It's just, it's just like, it's oh, so nice, and the trigger is amazing. So back when Remington wasn't garbage, they actually made a good gun. And I had one of these when I was a kid, and I sold it, and I always regretted it. So this is pretty much the exact same rifle. So there you go. Awesome. Plus, I'm going to shoot some coyotes in the face with it. So that'll be fun. Uh, I took all my optics off my AR-15s that I can no longer use. So that was depressing. So stripped all those off, and I don't know. I'll put them on a. I'll go buy a crappy plastic handgun from Caltech. Well, from what if the zombies come? On there. I I'm gonna. I don't know. Come to your house and hide in your basement. <laughs> I <don't> know. <laughs> well, if the zombies come, I don't need off. I don't need. Uh, I don't need optics anyway. We've all seen Walking Dead. Right. Of course. That's yeah. what we learned yeah, on the Walking forward. Dead. Yeah. Yeah. You never aim, and you never use it. You never use. Uh, you never use sights. Uh, what else did I do? I was supposed to go shooting on Saturday, but uh, my buddy that I was supposed to go shooting with, his stepdad that he lives with may have corona. So, Oh, no. Yeah, so no shooting. So I haven't heard back from him yet. Uh-huh. We've delayed for two weeks, so assuming everyone is still alive, we will go shooting. And if they're not, we'll probably still go shooting. But uh, So hopefully everything's okay there. We'll see. Uh, what else did I do? Oh, I'm trying to get a muzzle device. That muzzle device you sold me... Uh, Trevor, I'm trying to get it onto an AR-15, and I've assembled AR-15s before, but I've never actually tried to put a muzzle device on it. That is a pain in the ass. Yeah, it requires an upper uh, vice block, block vice, whatever they're called. You uh, put the upper in the... No, that's... No. No? Magpul says it works. Uh... So does Bolivar. No, Bolivar uh, says it works. I'd be, I would definitely be afraid to torque on that. I just looking at it quickly, it doesn't look like it offers enough support without twisting something. Um, the kind that I use fully encases the upper receiver and supports it all around, and the piece goes inside where your bull carrier group could be or should be, and uh, then you lock that in the jaws of the vice, and then you take your air armorer's tool, put it on the muzzle device, and away you go. Does that bit actually that you're talking about? So it supports the upper. Does it actually go right into the barrel extension? Some do, some don't. Like that guy. Oh, that's, that's, that's the magpole. Okay, that goes yeah. into the barrel extension. Then that I feel a lot yeah. better about. So there's and no pressure on the upper at all. All the exactly. torque is going on the barrel, and that is into the uh, barrel lugs, locking exactly. lugs. Exactly. It's got a great big chunk of steel that runs right through the oh, entire Oh, nice. Thing. Okay. Yeah. The bottom there weighs. It's heavy. I was surprised when I picked it up. I thought it was plastic. Nope. Mm. And okay. then your so, bolt goes in on the back and supports the uh, just to hold the receiver it in there. from flexing up yeah. and down. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, what? Pretty, uh, so, and cool. do you have 
So you put that in there, then that goes into the vice. So it looks yeah. like a magazine for the listeners that are listening and not watching this. Yep. It, it's like a mag. It goes into the bottom of the upper receiver. It locks into the locking lugs, and then it's meant to be put in a vice. Okay. So now you lock that in the vice. Where's your armor's wrench? I'm using a three-quarters three-quarter inch wrench rather than an armor's wrench that I don't have. How big is your three-quarter inch wrench? That could be part of the problem. Lack of leverage. Well, it needs to be longer. Put a pipe on it. Yeah, put a pipe on I it. Need to wear, <laughs> yeah. And I need to wear gloves. <laughs> no, my, my, no, no, no. I don't care about pipe. your computer hands. You can do this. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. As long as you've got it, like the firmness in the fixture is almost the whole thing. Yep. And then the rest is like getting a, getting something with a lot. Yeah, getting a big pipe and putting getting it over the pipe. end of that thing. A big, uh, big galvanized pipe or something like that. Yeah, about yay long, and you'll you'll have all the torque in the world. Okay, because I'm sort of doing the gradual, and it's going on a tiny bit at a time, and I'm like, this is really annoying. Yeah. So leverage is the trick. Okay, I will uh, I will leverage that thing this weekend. Uh, what else have I done? Oh, I'm going to Sega Paintballs having a big game on the weekend, so we got. Uh, a lot of people coming on Saturday and a lot of people coming on Sunday. So we got a big paintball game this weekend that I'm game directing. So other people will be shooting stuff, but I will be watching people shoot things. And uh, yeah, that's it. How about you, Kelly? On Sunday, I had a Maple Seed event here in Kingston. Thank goodness I was didn't have to go anywhere. So I was able to sleep <laughs> in my own bed and everything. It was awesome. I So um, it was here in Kingston. Uh, it rained, as I was saying earlier. Uh, it wasn't supposed to rain, but it rained. Uh, so we had one rifleman. Uh, Paul V was the rifleman. He did a fantastic job. It was a really great shooter. Anyways, uh, also, I, I, in three years, like I've been asking my dad if he wanted to come to an event. And he's never come to an event. And he decided that he would like to come to a Maple Seed this time because it's here in Kingston. So I was able to get him on the line as well as my nephew. And they had such a fantastic time. And they finally found, figured out what Kelly does in her spare time now. So I had oh, a really, really, awesome. really good time. My nephew afterwards. So my nephew's 16 years old. He's taken the hunter safety course. Uh, he actually, we got him a new hunting rifle for um, Denis and everything. And he, he has his own 1022. So he was shooting my rifle. And uh, yeah, so my brother sent me a message immediately afterwards, or not immediately. He'd been talking to my nephew for about an hour and a half, apparently, because my nephew had such a great time. He was talking nonstop for about Maple Seed for about an hour and a half. My brother sends me a message and he goes, thanks a lot. And I'm going, okay, <laughs> so what's the deal? I said, question mark. You know, it's a text message. And he goes, so now uh, Isaac decided that he needs about $1,000 worth of upgrades for his 1022. Thanks a lot. <laughs> because <laughs> he was shooting my rifle right and it was so i said no he doesn't need a thousand dollars upgrade you know he doesn't really need a 400 dollar trigger um but there's some things that can make his rifle a little better and again yeah my dad had a fantastic time as i said um but he was able to understand he goes this is a really really good program and you know you guys do it really well so congratulations on that and i was going well that's so, that's so nice of him to say that anyways um yeah so it, as i said it rained so what did that mean it means my 
my uh, I was able to get my ears working again, but they're broken now, so I'm just buying new ones. Uh, the other thing is we had to pack everything up, and it was wet. So what does that mean? It means on Monday I had to go over and I had to go and unpack everything and pack it right, let it dry and pack it up again. Uh, and then I also had to go and clean all the rifles because not only did I have to clean my own rifle, I had to clean some other rifles too because uh, Kevin was helping out, but he actually decided to go home because he wasn't feeling well and you know because covid and everything he got tested so he's fine anyways um but his, all of his rifles were also being used so i had to clean those uh, oh. And make sure. <laughs> oh time to clean guns oh, oh don't feel so well. i spent a few hours cleaning guns and it was fun um got the maple seed trailer it got totally rewired and worked because it's a piece of crap but i'm also going to go and get stuff uh targets and therefore i need a trailer that i'm not going to get pulled over on you know at the border or whatever um what else did another couple of chapters of the ontario hunter education i'm so excited about it i get to go hunting this this uh this summer or winter uh what else wednesday night we're going back to ski it was first time in two weeks that uh, we went back uh, to the ski club shooting with Kelly Kincaid. We had a fun time. I was not having the best time at work uh, yesterday, and I was a little mad, a little PO'd. So it's the best I've ever shot. <laughs> <laughs> the anger. Let the anger flow through you. Yes. <laughs> Channel it into your shotgun game. Yeah, so we had a fantastic time. Kelly and I, uh, we both, we were, it was shot for shot. We were killing it. So it was fun. Uh, what else? Had lots of plant calls and lots of planning. So we had maple seed event uh, planning meetings. We had an IIT call. We had, uh, well, we had the calendars getting planned and the CCFR mat and the march and everything. So it's just like, it's been a long week for planning but it's been fun too anyways that's about it that's all that i've done i think i'm pretty sure i don't know anyways <laughs> did, I, did you see the picture oh. from my maple seed where it was like all cabela's mats yes the whole thing had cabela's shooting mats cabela's should everyone had a semi-automatic 22 one person had a non-10 22 style rifle one person had a savage 64 Everyone else was running a 1022. Wow. It was like I've never seen a line like that. That was so consistent. Yeah. Were they all friends and they were all shopping together? Nope. And... Nope. Weird. Yeah, they just all came to the same conclusion and all got. I mean, it is that. That's what I would do. Cabell's mat is like fifty bucks when you get it on sale. Yeah, uh, ten twenty nice mats. Yeah, and ten twenty two style rifle. Yeah, uh, perfect for that kind of thing. And uh, yeah, it was just weird to see them all on the line there. You know, um, one of my loaners, uh, I, I I brought out a loaner for someone, um, and, uh, and they're like, "Scope's loose." I'm like, "It wasn't. It's the rail. <laughs> the rail. The rail was loose." Oh, really? Yeah. So I uh, I just recently pulled that off and uh, retorqued it and checked all my other oh, ten twenty two rails. Thing. You using Loctite? Yes. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. We had a lot of people with scope issues uh, this weekend, and not a lot, a couple. Um, but the scope issues, they you need to make sure that you're using Loctite on your scope. On the screws, specifically. On the screws, not yeah. on. <laughs> not on the scope. No, Just smeared on the lens. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, keeps it Anyways, tight. 
Yeah. Keeps your groups yeah. focused. <laughs> if you want to tighten your group up, you just smear it on the lens. Yeah. <laughs> just spit on it. Yeah. Trevor, you needed to uh, cover something before we, we headed off the What We Did in Guns. Uh, okay, I'm going to do it super quick because uh, we're already getting long in the tooth. Well, I mean, I'm at Filthy's, right? And Filthy has a Prohib license. So it was like, oh, dude, bring me some cool stuff for the show tonight. So he's like, what? I'm like, okay, well, first of all, bring me your broom handle Mauser. So here's Filthy's broom handle Mauser. It's really old. It's over 100 years old. It's very old. Does it run? Um, Can you shoot a couple rounds out the window just to yes, prove it? Yes, there was yeah. something about that, Adriel, but now it is working. I think there was a thing where it wasn't working. Filthy, if you're watching, come in here and tell us about your broom handled Mauser. And oh, it's so cool. What was the problem that been rectified? So then he carried on. And, shot first as well. Yes, uh, this gun always shoots first. Then carrying on with the Nazi um, guns. Here is a Prohib Luger. Oh, this is a Prohib, by the way. Prohib uh, Broomhandle Mauser. Prohib Luger. And if memory serves me correctly, this Walter P38 Megatron uh, belonged to his father. Or his father hmm. had one, one or the other. I don't pay much attention usually. P-38s are so cool. I like P-38s. They are. They're like a, a real ergonomic pistol. Like when you consider the, the age, like World War II and yes. that kind of thing, they're yes. super good pistols. They really are. Except this one malfunctioned when I was in a Steel Challenge plate rock shoot-off with Bolivar. I believe he had the Luger and I had the P-38 and it malfunctioned. And I That's was, surprising. of course, beating him at the time. I was like, yeah. I, would, I, would, I would expect the Luger to malfunction, not the P-38. Right, <laughs> yeah. but it wasn't. And then this one, this gun has a lot of sentimental value for me because this gun used to belong to Ronnie DeGroot, the man oh, who really? the <laughs> Memorial Steel Challenges is in honor of. So this was, um, I could probably, there's a rumor that he used to carry it. I don't know if it's true or not. Hey, look who's here. Empire Store. <laughs> Empire Store. Come on in, filthy. Come, come snuggle up so you can get on camera here. Oh, well, you didn't come in dressed like this for my uh, for my benefit. Hey, filthy. Hey, Phil. They probably can't hear you. Not really. Speaking to my mic more. No. Basically, he just uh, said, hey, everybody, and if Mark Price is watching, suck it. <laughs> Tell us, filthy, the story about this broom-handled Mauser. Hold it. Can you guys hear him? No. Really. So why don't you no? actually okay, hold put, on. put, put, put your the microphone on up his head. Uh, yeah, oh, my wife go. went to Vegas, so I bought a broom handle Mauser. Uh, <laughs> there is a mechanical issue uh, with these guns. If the springs are worn, uh, the bolt comes back and strikes this piece of metal back here called the bolt stop. And if that becomes, let me see if I can do it this way. The bolt stops right back here. Oh, okay. I the bolt stops right there. If that becomes fatigued and that breaks, the bolt will come back and smash through your face. Not an issue for me. Helmet, I'm protected. But I care about my friends. Well, some of them, not you, Mark Price. Uh, so I didn't want any of them to be injured. So I had to replace that. So it's been yeah. Yeah, we all did, remember? You shot this. Yeah. Like last month or two months ago. How did you manage to find spare parts? Oh, uh, well, all right. That's actually, it's, it's kind of personal. And uh, if I meet any of the listeners in person, I will tell you the story, but I don't really want to say it on the show. Sorry. No, 
No, we won't. Yeah. That one was inherited by somebody who I care about quite a bit. Again, semi-personal. Don't really want to talk too much unless I meet some of the listeners in person. Yeah. Okay, it was. Yes. There we go. All right. Good night, everybody. I filthy. Good night, filthy. All right. Now my masks and my uh, mic has been tainted by the Empire. I will probably miss everything on Sunday. <laughs> oh, clones are immune to COVID, so we can uh, we can share. Uh... Good to know. Yeah, and then finally, um, this is. Anybody know what this is? Looks like a bolt action rifle. Very good, Adriel. You should do a podcast about firearms. <laughs> this is so filthy. Is a huge meal serp collector, and this is his U.S. Springfield Armory model oh. of 1903. It's hey, a 1903 Springfield. Don't you have one that's set up as a sniper right now? I do. Actually, I actually have my Luger here too. Oh, yeah. I didn't. Did I know you had a Luger? I feel like I didn't know that. The bluing one on that looks fantastic. Yeah, it's uh, it's in really good shape. Deep, That's rich bluing. It's because it's been reblued. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's, yeah. it's been reblued and rebarreled. So collector value, except to someone like me, is nothing. Ah, uh, it's still worth hey, something though. You still got I, a luger, buddy. Yeah. I still, still got, got a luger. luger. Yep. That's worth something. Yeah. Let's, oh, there's my 1903. Let's turn into a new show and tell. So much for not taking a long time, Adriel. <laughs> But hey, it's gun yeah. content. We're fine. We're fine. Yeah. Guns. There's my uh, my 1903. Yeah, you got that within this year, didn't you? I uh, got it last summer, and then uh, oh. got an email two weeks after I bought it that we can no longer use 30 out six at Borden, which is about the only place I shoot. So. Oh <laughs> man. Yep. So I have a, a very expensive, fancy-looking sniper reproduction that I uh, can't actually use. But at, uh, well, it's not restricted. You can use it wherever you want. Yeah, that's true. I'll just go shoot at somebody's farm or something. I don't know. Figure it out. There you go. Cool. Yep. All right. That's the end of my show and tell. Adriel, you're the show host. You know what would help if I unmuted my mic before I started like <laughs> rambling on? <laughs> there we go. Uh, okay, let's get on to upcoming events. Upcoming events sure. are sponsored by Telos Alpha. Telos Alpha is a Canadian digital agency that works exclusively in the firearms vertical. They help with business processes, strategic planning, websites, e-commerce, and battling the stigma the industry carries with banks, merchant processors, and social media. Learn more at telosalpha.com. So we've got a couple of different events here. The Chaz and CCFR Ladies' Day is on August 15th. That's coming up this weekend. I'll tell you to come out, but uh, we've got 100 RSVPs. Um, I don't... Don't come out. Yeah, don't come out. <laughs> I know that sounds terrible, but we have a lot of people that are going to be coming up. It's going to be very busy. Uh, we have Maple Seeds that, uh, that still have spots open. Tabor, August 18th. Provost, mm -hmm. August 22nd. Regina, September 10th. Bonneville, September 26th. And BTSA, October 3rd. There's a couple of others that might have like one or two spots available, but those are the primarily the ones that have more than a couple of spots that uh, you could get into. There is going So odd, Alberta has spots available. Well, we've been running a lot of events, especially considering I our know. population. This is true. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, let's see here. ORPS at RGC, August 22nd. What's Rest RGC? Gun Club. Rest Gun Club. Mm-hmm. Miramichi. Uh, ORPS at Miramichi, August 29th. I know how to say that word since starting this show. <laughs> <laughs> and the Chaz uh, 3-Gun Battle of Alberta on September 12th. Um, I just processed a bunch of uh, people who wanted to get out because uh, they don't want to travel because of the Rona. So there are, oh. I think, two spots available at that match, which is our big two-day charity match. How many people are shooting that match? Sixty. So it's okay. we we've we've limited the number of people who can shoot it, and uh, because of the Rona, and uh, we haven't limited the prizes. So the prizes are the same. Uh, with the, we've got enough prizes for lots of people, and we're gonna have fewer. So I would get on that. I would get on that. Um, so uh, there's two spots suite. left. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. That have just opened up. Get on it. Yep. Speaking uh, okay. of spots opening up, I forgot to include when I put those items in there that the registration for both those New Brunswick ORPS matches is on practice score. That's and how the you Chaz, sign up and yep. pay. Chaz three gun, same thing. Practice score. If you guys aren't like listeners, if you aren't on practice score, register because this is this is this may be the way you find out about your next shooting sport like yeah. like look at your local area because they have a great map view on there you can see what kind of events are in your area and you can see what kind of mm-hmm. clubs so if you're not in the competitive shooting scene yet and you wanted to just take a look practice score is the best way to do it uh, after practice score you're looking at facebook but like what to search for and, and how to find it is, is kind of up in the air, whereas Practice Score has a map view, has lots of events that can be in your area. It's a very easy way of finding the events, and you're going to need it anyways as soon as you get into IPSC or PS, 3Gun. Like, they all use Practice Score for registration and divisions and squatting and all that good stuff. So yep. uh, definitely get on that. Uh, the CCFR is proud to help sponsor another Ladies of Day event. This time they're working with WRPA in Winnipeg, uh, Manitoba. Uh, details are no experience uh, necessary, no license. You don't have to have a firearm. you got to be 18 or older. Uh, and this is your chance to learn about shooting sports, get a chance to try shooting pistols, rifles, shotguns, in a safe and supportive uh, gathering with qualified instructors and safety officers. This will be Sunday, August 30th at 10 a.m at the Winnipeg Revolver and Pistol Association. It's $30 to register. All, pre- all proceeds will be donated to Cancer Care Manitoba. Email info at wrparange.com to register. Spots are limited. No walk-ups for that one. Yay! Yay. Get to news. Uh, Kelly, did you want to cover these uh, donations to the CCFR Legal Challenge? I assume sure. that's oh. there. Yeah. Yep. So Miramichi, Mar- I can't, t- I can't say it now. Miramichi Sportsman's Miramichi. Club. It's Miramichi uh, Sportsman Club, two thousand five hundred dollars. Um, uh, Redbirds, Redbirds, Wild, Redbirds Wildlife Federation is two thousand dollars. Aurora Gun Club, ten thousand uh, dollars. Dunville Hunters and Anglers of um, Club is $1,000 in the Calgary and District Target Shooters Association is 2500 That's awesome. Fantastic. I haven't seen that Redverse in like, I, I, um, I, I've been to a Redverse quite a few times. It's like Southeast Saskatchewan, I think. Way out in the middle know. of nowhere. Way out in the middle of nowhere. It's in Saskatchewan? Yeah. Yeah, well, Saskatchewan's middle of nowhere anywhere. So. You put the cruise control on, you get your lane control going, and you take a nap. It's good to go. It's fine. Yeah. Let the I love Tesla Sask- do it. 
I love Saskatchewan. No, I really do, but it's like, yeah. You can see for miles. You can get somewhere. In five hours, you could probably drive across the whole province. Whereas in Ontario, no. like, get into Ontario, B- B- BC, as soon as you get into the mountains, it's like, oh, you want to go from there to there? It's not that far. Seven hours. Screw you. <laughs> Saskatchewan <laughs> is like, Mm-mm, seven hours? You're, you're, du- you're done. You're done. You've, you've wrapped you've Saskatchewan. Yeah. <laughs> you've seen Prince Edward Island twice. Yeah. In uh, seven hours? Oh, three times. Okay. There we go. Uh, sponsorship announcement. We've got Bolt Action Coffee. So Slamfire Radio is now a brand ambassador for Bolt Action Coffee. We believe in supporting Canadian companies, especially those who are part of and give back to the firearms community. This partnership is one that we feel was a good match because we love coffee. And uh, Bolt Action Coffee is run by our friends at Call Science 66. Uh, soon we'll have a link on social media and our website where you can order coffee and have it delivered to you. Coffee's roasted in small batches and is honestly quite some of the best coffee you can get your hands on. Find out Yay. more at boltactioncoffee.ca.com. I don't know. Google it. You'll find it. Yeah. Yeah. Boltaction. Yeah, we don't do work. We don't do. We don't do work for you. So yeah, you, you must prove yourself worthy of the coffee. Weird that 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 link's gone. Anyways, I put some through the French press just the other day. Fantastic stuff. I got a medium roast. Nice color, nice flavor, nice smell. Really good if you got a French press and you're into grinding your own beans. Like go with the whole bean, uh, and that flavor profile, that roast was perfect for a French press because yeah. I think that some coffees don't necessarily lend themselves well to the the pressing of the French. But uh, <laughs> oh, and you got a grind of course too, did. right? To turn it through a French right. press. What's that, Adriel? You've gotten really quiet. I thought it was me, but it's you. Yeah, uh, you have to you have to grind it really uh, coarse on a French press as well. Medium. Of, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you can't just take regular coffee that's ground fine and throw it on the French press. No. No, yeah. you need you'll, to, you'll be sifting it through your teeth if you do that. Yeah, if you're a baller, you buy a fancy grinder where you can uh, preset the grind that you want. I, um, I'm i not. The grinder I have was a gift, and it is what it is, so I've learned to just eyeball it. Yeah, that works too. Yeah. I want to so. get into new gun stuff. Uh, first up, we've got the BCL PX-19. I'm going to throw this up on the screen for everyone else so you guys won't be able to see it, but there right is the... the... Bat. Mm-hmm. Okay, this is a company that couldn't build an AR-15, a platform that's been around since the since the 1950s. You can't get your shit together and make an AR that works. Poor customer service. The Stag 10 was, or not the Stag 10, the BCL. Stag 10 was awesome. BCL the BCL-102 was another travesty that's been around even longer than the AR-15. Now they're going to make a pistol from the ground up, which is just another copy of a Glock. Not only is it a copy of a Glock, the first one's going to be called the PX-19. The second one's going to be called the 17. Are you kidding me? They can't even come up with their own number system. They've got to copy the Glock 19 and the Glock 17. The Glock 19 is the compact. The Glock 17 is the full size. Guess what? BCL's 19 is the compact, and the 17 will be the full size. They're supposed you to be aluminum framed. Numbers. They're going to be aluminum framed. I don't know what that means. I don't know how much of this is going to be aluminum, how much of it's going to be plastic. Because if the Maybe whole thing was aluminum, that'd be silly, right? Yes. Yeah. Maybe the maybe the model number is the number of parts in it that will fail out of the box. <laughs> oh, that's. And by by the second iteration, 
Only 17 personal fail. Yeah, yeah, they'll affix two by that point. So yeah, are they making I'm bolt action rifles? You horrible. Are they making bolt action rifles now? Ellie, no, those are chassis, have... aren't they? Uh, I don't know. Sure, yeah. Ellie, you've heard my black lab story or my oh, I have a black lab story. Speak so. up, Dave. Yeah, they're they were they were terrible, and then they were good for a couple of weeks, and then the guy that was good quit. So I suspect <laughs> they're probably horrible again. Yeah. Yeah. True that. Uh, but ECL, prove me wrong. Send me a pistol to try. <laughs> <laughs> you, you can be bribed, and it, it just costs a pistol that may or may not work. No, I, I can't. I can't be bribed. Actually, I'll say it's terrible. It's terrible, but I'm willing to give it a go. <laughs> awesome. Well, you know, it would yeah. probably be better. A CZ 457 LRP long range. Yeah, baby. Yeah, we're cool. talking about like cheap 22s. Is like, how about one that's not cheap? <laughs> 1300 bucks, but like amazing. Great stock on it. Uh, barrel, like all the all the target slash long range stuff you could want on a uh, on a 22 rifle. 20 inch barrel, match chamber. So don't run blazer. In you here. know what you should use this for? You should actually take it out to our northern rim farm. Go for go for shooting. Oh, sorry, I'm wrong. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not go for Ooh, shooting that. It's a nice yeah. gun. It yeah, is it's yep. pretty. Yep. It's uh comes with a uh, this one that you can get from Tezro.ca. Uh, they come with a 25 MOA rail on them. So. Uh, which is what you're going to need anyways if you're going to be shooting long range of 22. You're going to you need a, a a rail that's got a little bit of MOA built in. So that's nice. So beautiful. Why is it only a five round magazine though? Why isn't it a 110 round drum? <laughs> I don't think they're they're Let's dealing with the same uh, with the same audience as the uh, the GSG 16. Yeah. Be fun though. That bolt knob is a little ridiculous though, right? It's quite well, large. They, yep. Yeah, it's large, but they want you to. Touch use it. it, touch it. Use it. Stroke yes, nice it. that they want me to Stroke use it. the bolt. It's good. <laughs> no. They didn't have to make it out of the planet Jupiter. <laughs> it's large and round. It's yeah. large and in charge. Mm -hmm. Like if you get tired of shooting or run out of ammo, like you and four of your buddies could have a game of basketball. <laughs> it's a pool, uh, pool ball. Pool ball. It's not that big. Yeah, it's called a ball. Our star's got uh, a shipment of primary arms in, so if you're looking for like a low price red dot or scope, uh, they've got those in spades. So what are these? These are some Chinese knockoff of something. I've had primary arms. I had a what did I? I had a one to six that I used for three gun for a while. Let me try again. Are they a Chinese knockoff of something? They're a Chinese scope scope maker. Yeah. Okay. I don't think they're a knockoff of anything though, because they're oh, not they're like. Their own. Yeah, their their designs aren't a straight knockoff of uh, of anything. Okay, but they are Chinesium. Uh, a lot of a lot of the value price scopes are right now. I like that. You said yeah, value 20, price. Twenty two hundred ain't value it's price. Cheap. They've got some expensive stuff. They got yeah. some nicer, more expensive stuff too. Oh, they sure Kinda do. Like yeah, Hollow Sun, right? Because like Hollow Sun is another mm -hmm. Chinese manufacturer. Um, and they have some cheap stuff, and they also have some like a little bit more expensive stuff as well. Yeah. Trijicon's yeah, suing them right it. now. Trijicon's suing uh, Hollow Sun. Really? Yeah. Really? Trig well, Hollow Sun uses their what? base plate. They use the same plate as uh, Trijicon, so Trijicon's mm. suing them for something Ow. to do with that. Which, in my opinion, is kind of lame. 
Uh, another one I saw, I saw on uh, CGN, there's a company called JF Gunworks, and they're making CZ-75 uh, grips and mag bases. Uh, their mag bases are cheap. Uh, so these, would be, these are made to work with uh, the Shadow mag welts, uh, and you can get uh, you can get them for $24 each or $21 each when you buy five of them. Ooh, I like that big extended one. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and they've got some... Some monsters there as well, and they've got some grips for sale. Their grips are 140, which is Ugh, up there. Yeah, like lock grips in G10 are, are very popular. They're like light and, and very grippy. Um, these are probably yeah. aluminum, but yeah, that's get, um, yeah. yeah, yeah. But they're base base pads. That that's real reasonable for pricing there. Yes, uh, base. I'll give you up. Yeah. And then the next one, uh, this one I saw at a couple different many, uh, places offering this. Uh, you can get like flamethrowers in Canada. And like Muffin purpose one. built. <laughs> Who did he order me from? He yesterday a picture of it and said, I just ordered one. Did he order from Wanstalls or CSC? He did or? not say. Just a picture of his screen with it on the screen. Uh, so th- this was like a, a, one of those crowdfunded things where they're like, because yeah. um Tesla's, uh, what's his name? Elon Musk's company there, Boring Company. They were selling a flamethrower, but it was like a roofing torch. And it, and they were up front. This is a roofing torch that's been redone. Whereas these guys are like, wait a minute. Flamethrowers are legal like all across the US and Canada. What if we just like made a straight up flamethrower and sold it? And uh, they did. So <laughs> this thing takes gasoline, diesel, uh, it's got like a little propane uh, torch on the front to, to light up whatever you're pumping. And it's got a battery with a, an electric pump in there. So it, it, it's, a, it's a true flamethrower. <laughs> and uh, you can buy it for eight ninety nine from uh, from many retailers. So in yeah. red or black. <laughs> I love that it's got the paint job on it. It's fantastic. Yeah, there. the teeth yeah. and stuff on there. Yeah. yeah. Calgary, yeah, it's like the uh, P-47 Warhawk. It's a... No, it's World War II Warbird. Yeah. Um, P-47. Anyway, um, Jeff Reese from the Calgary Shooting Center sent me a picture too, mm-hmm. and I didn't look into it. I'm wondering if the Calgary Shooting Center is carrying them. They do. They are. Yeah. They oh, brought perfect. them in. They just haven't priced them yet. Okay, but they're they're bringing them in as well. You know what? And, uh, you know what they'd be really really good for? Starting campfires and burning zombies. Yes, and and yes, and also clearing my sidewalk. Steal <laughs> oh, Kelly, Let's get that ice and snow. It's like nope, not today. Not today. <laughs> not up in here. Not on Kelly's watch. I wonder if you can put. Uh, I, I wonder if you can put a coagulant in there. Like, like what's what's the cheap coagulant you can add to diesel and and gasoline? Is it uh, cotton mothballs? What do you what do you got to mix to make napalm? Because that Ooh, would work easy. really well on the sidewalk because it would stick to the Let sidewalk me... and burn it up, burn up all that ice off of there. Let me just consult my anarchist cookbook here. <laughs> oh man, so old school <laughs> anarchist cookbook. <laughs> welcome back to the nineties. Uh, there's welcome. this book you can buy that has all these secrets in it. I haven't seen <laughs> that. Styrofoam cups. University. Mm. I mean, what, what styrofoam you cups. <laughs> yep, yep. Styrofoam cups is what you got to do because it'll dissolve it'll in the it. gasoline and it'll thicken it. It's a good yep. thickening ag- agent. Yep. I posted a link in the uh, in the chat if anybody wants oh, to. Make fantastic. Well, if anyone wants to add that the to their 
thing there to to make napalm and uh, and use it in their flamethrower. I guess. Oh uh, I guess God, you could. we're so gonna get. By the way, this show is for entertaining <laughs> purposes only. <laughs> And uh, you take any li any and all liability from whatever yeah. we're talking about. Okay, Anything remember we say does not reflect the views or opinions of our sponsors. Correct. Yep. Whoever Unless sets they want to blow shit up fire. too. Whoever <laughs> sets themselves on fire the best or sets something interesting on fire, we'll come up with a prize for you. Just send yeah. you a video. At least record <laughs> it so that when you sell the video, yeah. you can pay for your skin grafts. <laughs> Brilliant. Maybe we could give somebody a free bag of coffee or something. I don't know. <laughs> oh, coffee. it's really good coffee, too. Dark roast. Dark <laughs> roast <That's>, coffee. <laughs> now we know how they roast the coffee. They come out of a flamethrower. Oh, <laughs> Let me tell you a little secret. The darker Dang the it. bean, the less the That's caffeine. Key, the longer yeah. you roast it, you roast the caffeine out of it. That's why if you like a jolt, you need a medium roast. Yeah. Scopes up, by the way. That's the way to go. Excellent. Yes. Awesome coffee. Yeah. Awesome. Cool. All right. Why don't we get on to our main topic? So on tonight's main topic, we have two uh, returning guests, Adam Cool and Ryan McLean. They're here to talk about the new uh, Rimfire series that they're doing. It's fantastic um, that they're doing this. Northern Rimfire series. Hi, Adam. Hi, Ryan. How's it going? Hey. Hi. Um, so this is brand new, just up and running. So what precipitated this? Is it? Uh, is it Ooh, because? Big words. Wow. I know, eh? <laughs> so was it because of the OIC where people are finding that they're not able to shoot the fi firearms that they're and, they're wanting to and shoot? And what is it? Yeah. Why don't we do that? Tell us a little bit about it. What happened? Why? Why you started it, Ryan? Why don't you tell us about it? So the, uh, the PRS out of the U.S., the Precision Rifle Series out of the U.S. has been around since 2012, and they've been running their center fire. Um, and they've been seeing a pretty big demand for uh, a rimfire series to be put on by them. Um, they've got a lot of power, a, a very powerful website to be able to manage, um, to be able to manage all the data and, and scoring and stuff like that. And they tend to do a bit of a different twist on it. So they, they uh, released it back in, I think it was April or May uh, they're going to plan to do that for this year. So we uh, put together a new rule book and they, uh, we have actually Adam and I were involved with that as well. And um, we kind of decided at that point, we wanted to bring this opportunity up to uh, shooters in Ontario here as well. Okay. Um, so it was yeah. originally started down in the U S and then it's kind of like you, you, you brought it up here. Yeah, so we're part of like a, the, it's a regional series is what they refer to it as. So we're up in the uh, Northeast region. Um, so if you go and you shoot our matches and you can go and qualify to shoot regional matches. And then from there, you can go and uh, shoot the finales uh, down in the U.S. So it's kind of a good opportunity if you want to go down to the U.S. and shoot down there. Uh, some pretty amazing facilities like uh, the K&M facility in uh, Kentucky and stuff like that. So um, <laughs> Yeah. yeah, we just, you know, just a little bit of a different twist than uh, the CRPS stuff and um, just give the guys more opportunity. Seems like there's a big demand for the rimfire in Ontario, particularly um, with the access to areas you can shoot it in. And then um, also that's just the ease of shooting 22 of uh, is a lot less expensive than shooting a center fire match in the U.S. or, you know, I really only have the Meaford long range steel challenge here for a two day match or the Petawawa matches when we can get on the ranges. That was the other part of this too, is that uh, not being able to shoot any center fire right now because of the ranges yeah. being closed, uh, that really sucked as well. So, you know, it was, that was a part of it too. 
Right. So what we're seeing or what I'm seeing is people messaging me, okay, can you make a recommendation on 22? Because I can't actually bring out, you know, I can't bring out the rifle that I want to shoot because it's now prohib. And also, as you said, the ranges like Meaford, as well as uh, Petawawa, everything is closed. Military ranges are closed because of COVID. So people are wanting to actually partake in this. So tell me about it. What distances are you shooting out to and um, uh, what do you need for it? So. What kind of and what kind of like can you take multiple shots at each target or is it like yeah. a round limited per stage or or how what's the what's the deal there? So that's kind of a double question. So I'll uh, <laughs> I'll let uh, I'll go over the course of fire stuff and I'll let Adam okay. cover kind of like the the rifles and, and equipment type of thing. Uh, so essentially the courses of fire are almost identical to what I'm going to be doing at Meaford or what we run at Meaford or, uh, you know, Petawawa, where it's going to be uh, a time stage. Uh, all of our times are going to be set to uh, a minute 45 or 105 seconds. And uh, you're going to be engaging targets anywhere from basically 75 yards up to uh, 350 yards. Um, and they'll, they'll be sized appropriately for, you know, the accuracy you can, you can expect out of a 22, which seems to be getting better and better every, every year. Um, so the, the idea is you'll say you, you have your, uh, your stage, you're going to shoot off of, a um, keep it simple, a ladder. So you off the, off the first position, you'll shoot uh, target one, two, and three at say, uh, 110, 160 and 200 yards. And then you do that same sequence you know, on three or four more steps below it. So usually the round counts between eight rounds and 12 rounds for the most part. Um, uh, now is, now is that, that uh, is that hits or is that just attempts? Like, can you, can you just run like a big mag <laughs> and, and, uh, and just spray them and like, just keep firing until you get the hits, right? Is that the idea? <laughs> uh, no, it's a limited round count too, man. So uh, it's, uh, yeah, it's, you got, you, it's, and it's one point per hit. So just keep it nice and simple. And uh, if you don't, if you don't hit, you don't get a point. So every now and then they do run a mad minute, but uh, I'm not a big fan of them because you can get some pretty massive uh, spreads and points there when somebody shows up with a, well, what if you miss? Mag. What about, what about with a hundred round mag? <laughs> I don't know what you're going to hit without any sights on that, but you know. It's got irons. Okay, this isn't Walking yeah. Dead. He will put sights on it. Yeah. So if you miss, you can't you can't keep shooting until you hit. No, not on that that target. What if you, you have more bullets out. in your gun? Well, then you know. That's what they're, they're there for, though. That's what the stage <laughs> briefing is for. This is your round count. You got ten. Yeah. Right? Nope. <laughs> shoot until nope. you hit. I think what Ryan's saying is, if you miss, you need to learn how to shoot. That's a uh, better idea. They do Virginia count in Ipsic too. They do what now? No, they haven't done Virginia counts in Ipsic since 1972. Virginia. You Don't weren't they even, even eating cats okay. and chani yet when that stopped. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> All right. So and what you know we... why they got rid of it? Because it's not practical. Adam, hi. How are you? How bad? How are you? Good. So, what types of equipment are you looking at to shoot this? Because I don't want to eat. Cats so there's a wide range that you can pick from this. Typically, you're going to end up seeing a lot of like CZ 455s, 457s, TKT 1Xs. You can go all the way up. Like I'm running the new um, Zermatt Arms Remex, so it's a 700 footprint one, which means that anything that you could use in your center fire rifle, as far as trigger, chassis goes, that type of thing. It's compatible, oh, so you cool. can swap between everything. Uh, so I'm running like a Trigger Tech Diamond in that, um, which is really sweet. So it matches up with my center fire perfectly. Yeah. Um, the way that we have it set up is, uh, or the PRS has it set up, 
is there's production and there's also open division. And so production in the, the PRS rimfire is different than what you actually end up seeing in the CRPS. Now, what we have in this series is a $1,500 US combined limit for your rifle and your optic. And so you can get like say a CZ455 uh-huh. and a uh, say a Diamondback Tactical and you're still classified as production in that. In that $1,500 US with the Yeah, exchange. so we're running it off of the US MSRP pricing. Cool. So it opens up a lot of uh, options for production. So you could even run like say a T1X with the new you know Vortex Strike Eagle on there. It's about a thousand dollar optic. And so you're gonna be seeing a lot of people using like the Christmas tree reticle. So you can actually, you know, hold over, you know, yep. calculate your windage a little bit better from your reticle and also um, first focal plane as well. So not your your subtensions are, are good all the way up. So that's where it's typically gonna see. Yeah, it also allows you to have a, a lot, lot more accurate rifle for a production rifle as well. Uh, you know, Savage Mark IIs are fantastic, but stepping up into a, a, a you know, a CZ or a Tika is quite a substantial it's nice. step. Yeah. yeah. One of the yeah. things you can do in the production that's allowed in the PRS Rimfire is you can bed and pillar your rifle as well. Um, so you can that helps out a huge amount, and you can also tune your trigger without replacing it. So. You can nice. put that new like Yodave spring in your you know Tika T1X. Yeah, and uh, still stay can, in. Yep, and still stay in. Same thing with uh, you know 455. If you have that one, you could drop the same springs in there, and it wouldn't bump you out of uh, production whatsoever. Okay. You just can't put it in a new chassis. Yeah. That's so it. I have a couple of questions about. Okay, first of all, you said that you're bringing us up to Ontario. Any chances of it going to other provinces, or is it just Ontario right now? Uh, for us, it's only Ontario. <laughs> yeah, I, I can't uh, I can't use up any more time away from the family for all the other stuff I'm running already and trying to shoot. So, uh, yeah. you know, I think the guys out in BC might get into it. I don't know. They've, they've got a pretty good scene out there right now in lower mainland and um, you know, possibly even the guys in uh, Alberta, too. They usually run two or three uh, rimfire matches out there a year, too. So um, I think it, I can see it expanding out that way, possibly. Uh, depending on the demand, uh, I know the biggest demand was definitely here in Ontario. Uh, yeah. We actually just sold the sold out the match here uh, just before we started the podcast. So uh, for the first day, and there's really I think there's uh, what nine spots left. I think for the second yeah, nine day. for the second. So yeah, how many so. how many matches do you have right now? Because I know that there was one there was a couple in September. Is there a couple in September? How many matches you got so far? Yeah. So what we've done is. Um, We've decided to run the first match as a kind of a double header. So a Saturday and a Sunday match uh, for two reasons. Uh, we, nobody's been shooting all year, basically. And the second reason is it's kind of remote. Uh, it's actually t- up, uh, up by uh, Magneto on Ontario, uh, just down the road from my farm where I usually shoot at. And um, with it being so remote, we kind of wanted to make it a little more appealing for the guys, you know, driving from Montreal or Quebec City and, you know, southwest, southwestern Ontario. So uh, I got a, you know, there's 60 shooters coming out this first day. We expect the uh, second day to be 60 shooters again. Um, to, I think we're probably going to open it up to 72. Uh, we have enough room to, that will allow us to have one more squad added uh, okay. and uh, be, able, be able to run that. How many stages is it? Uh, we're going to run 10 stages each day. So we're running them as like two separate matches. Uh, the reason we're doing that is so we can get more points into the point system uh, for the PRS. If we ran it as a one day, when we only get one day worth of scores. Right. It also makes it a little more interesting too, because it's going to be two separate uh, courses of fire for each day. 
Okay. So my question is, so if you shoot this matchup here in Ontario, will you be part of the same series down in the US? Yes, you will be. Okay. Yeah. So you can so participate. We have a club through the, through the uh, PRS system. So all of our scores get uploaded there. So we'll actually have basically a full club series going on. So you can track, you know, winners and standings throughout. Uh, as we run more and more matches in Ontario as well. So it's a really good system that they have set up there. Okay. Yeah, so it tracks our inside of our club, and then also as tracks our scores inside the whole system, as well across across the nation. So what you can see is just like with ORPS or any of the other um, Rimfire series that are out there, you can compare yourself against other shooters. It'd be so. Would your stages be the exact same stages as another match that's down in? I don't know. No, that's that's the unique oh, thing that separates. Yeah, that's the unique thing that separates uh, the PRS from, like, say, the NRL series, yeah. uh, where they have a uh, you know cam set of stages each month that they do, kind of like the uh, ORPS as well. Yep. Uh, our stages are going to be unique to every single uh, match. Um, you know, we might use some of the same props, but we I, I have a pretty good selection now to to work from. <laughs> Yeah. uh from from running lots of different matches and, and you know lots of good ideas from shooting matches and stuff like that too so uh you know we, we've got some some um some cool stuff coming up uh we're i guess we can kind of let the uh little bit out of the, the bag, bag. out of the bag yeah, yeah. The, uh, we're, we're in the middle of putting together a, a mover system as well so uh Ooh. everything's yeah, everything's on track for that to be ready for September. So, um, so we're gonna have a, a mover set up there for the 22 Rimfire stuff, and uh, it should be a lot of fun. So, yeah, I think it's about just over 30 feet long. So it's gonna have a lot of uh, back and forth movement on there. That's awesome. Awesome. Nice. So, how many matches are you looking to set up this year? And you have the two that are back to back. Yeah, and probably something in October is what we're looking at. We're trying to organize something for that currently. Um, okay. And then hunting season is going to be heading into November, so we're probably just going to be running the, the October for this year and then looking forward uh, into running between four and seven in 2021. Four and seven in 2021. So yeah. if somebody actually wants to hold a, 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 a match, what do they what do they need? What do they who and who do they contact? Do they contact you or do they um, do you have a website? What's going on with that? Well, we have uh, if they're looking to have us run a match on their property, that's, you know, they can contact us directly. If they're looking at setting up a match on their own and running them themselves, then they would have to register through the PRS website, uh, register their club, and then you know, obviously purchase the steel and all the other uh, props and everything that go along with that. So it's, it's open to pretty much anybody who has uh, means and access to, to uh, the property or the, or the range to run it as well. Okay. And that's one so of the they, big things that the PRS did is that they want, that's one of the reasons why they don't have these um, preset stages is because they realize that everybody in every region has different right. requirements and say, for example, if you're required to have a bunker at 25 and your club doesn't have that, then they want to be able to give you that flexibility to tailor something specifically for your club. Right. But you have to have, so when you, do you have guidelines, for example, like Ryan was saying, 75, you're going to be hitting something from 75 out to 350. So you have to be able to go out and have something at 350, correct? Or Yeah, the ideal situation for, for a range is going to be uh, having an area to be able to shoot within 75 to uh, 350 yards. And then I like to have from the firing line about uh, 1,200 yards of, of nothing behind you uh, for templating reasons. Uh, and, I, and I need about... 
I need about a 200 meter wide length of, you know, shooting uh, for the firing line so that I can set up yeah. 10 stages all at the same time. Uh, I, I don't like doing uh, five and five. It tends to slow down the day. Um, and uh, we, we want to try and be as efficient as possible and have everybody back on the road and back going home by four o'clock in the afternoon type of thing after a 10 stage match. Right. So. Okay. What about volunteers? What if somebody's interested in helping out? Do you need them? We can always use volunteers. There's always something to run for. Uh, the nice part about um, the nice part about the way tablets work and everything now, we can basically self RO our squads. Okay. Uh, we will have one squad. I refer to them as a squad mother or master master RO for each squad, uh, and they're going to go through all the stages beforehand. Uh, so they're going to know the the ins and outs. If there's anything that's odd about the stage, that type of stuff, right? Just like we do with briefings at Beefruit there, like you, with you guys. Um, just to make sure there's no questions out there with the day and there's nothing that's you know no reshoots because somebody shot it wrong basically um and it kind of keeps everything on, on an even playing field and they're they're people that uh, you know we know or have been around shooting you know shooting quite a bit as well so okay so what's the cost yeah. to actually participate how many rounds do you need on average uh so for this match uh the way we set it up was uh it's 65 for the first day and we're going to shoot uh, 10 stages each day. Average, you're going to be around 100 rounds to 120 rounds possibly uh, for each day. Uh, the second day, we set it up as uh, $55. So it's $120 for the weekend for the two stages. Um, we do have camping set up on site there. So everybody can come out and uh, looks like it's going to be a pretty good party too. <laughs> so I think it's going to be about 30 to 40 people coming out to camp at least. Yeah. So it's this, it's September as well, so you're not going to freeze your freeze your bum off. No, um, it'll be good weather. Yeah, I say that. Anyways, um, okay. So you have some sponsorships that you're or people that you're actually currently working with. Who are some of the sponsors that are are got have gotten on board with um with this series? So uh, the big one, first off, is uh, Vortex. They came in, came on as the uh, title sponsor for awesome. the match. Yeah, so they're going to be given, uh, they sent us a message, they're going to give a, uh, one of the new first vocal plane strike eagles to uh, each of the first place winners each day for the open class, nice. which is pretty awesome. Uh, I got Bullseye, Bullseye North, I keep on want to say Bullseye London. Uh, Ken over there, he's, he's done a great job and uh, he's sending us to up some, uh, some some stuff to put on the table. Uh, we got Go Big Tactical, uh, Korth Group, uh, just found out about US Optics before I jumped on the call here. Uh, Voodoo Gunworks out of the US as well. Um, Ryan over at IBI Barrels, he's sending out uh, two barrel certificates for uh, 22 rimfires. Uh, tac Tactical Ordinance, uh, uh, they're sending up some stuff on a gift certificate. Uh, we got Trigger Tech and uh, uh, IDTS, which is the indoor uh, training system uh, from Dominic over in Quebec there. So those awesome. are the sponsors, sponsors we have so far. And uh, uh, we have a few other ones we're talking to right now as well. And uh, yeah, it looks like it's going to have a, a rather deep table of, uh, of uh, prizes for people to come and grab. That's pretty significant. And when you're talking yeah. about how much, it's $110 and... Yeah, $120. 124 yeah the weekend and you can actually those are some of the prizes you can win sorry it's 120 bucks and two dollars worth of ammo <laughs> <laughs> uh, probably running some better ammo yeah yeah um, well, even right. still. do you guys have anything any other questions uh adriel trevor dave 
No, not really. I just love seeing the uh, additional competitions. I think that uh, I do too. I think that when you look at uh, the Canadian uh, firearms owners as a as a group, uh, we need more competitions. We need more people shooting in competitions because uh, that's where you find out how good or not good you are. That's where you grow. That's where you find friends in in uh, in the group, and that's where I think you get more advocates as well. So. Uh, any any competition is good competition, and, and the more of them, the better. Yeah, I really like this because what you're doing is you're dr- competing directly with uh, shooters in the U.S. as well. Some of the some of the guys that come up to me for their their fantastic fantastic shooters, and to be uh, competing with them in a rimfire series is 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 awesome. You're mm-hmm. going to step up your game, really. Yeah, K and M is running the gap grind, and I think they have uh, 418 shooters they can run through in a weekend. And so that's where they're going to be hosting the finale for the uh, PRS Rimfire uh, yeah. K&M there. So, I mean, that's a fantastic opportunity for any shooter. And we just want to make sure that everybody here had that opportunity. Awesome. Wow. Fantastic. Trevor? You going to come to Ontario and try it out? No. <laughs> <laughs> no makeup shots allowed, I'm out. <laughs> The Outlaw series ate, ate your lunch. What's that? The Outlaw series ate, ate your lunch. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you noticed the last one. He aside. didn't even talk about it. He forgot totally about it because he came in fifth. All right. Uh, so, geez. so if anybody wants to talk to you, or if you want to, how can get, they get a hold of you? Where can they find you? We have our website, Northern Rimfire Series Okay. Um, Facebook, we have a Facebook page, Northern Empire Series, on there, and also a group as well. We're posting up all the information, answering other any questions, and obviously practice score. Just look us up, and uh, everything's on there as well. Okay. Is there anything that we didn't talk about that you guys want to chat about? Uh, I guess we didn't we didn't cover the other couple classes that are uh, in the okay. series as well, because there's a, there's also a junior series, oh, there's really? a junior class as well, and uh, there's a ladies class I too I believe as well. Um, and they kind of kept it a little simpler for the rimfire stuff. They they didn't do all of the ones they do for the centerfire, but um, it's definitely you know a good opportunity for juniors to get out there. It's um, obviously a lot less recoil to deal with, and it's quieter for you know not having to deal with that as well. Uh, my daughter, who's 11, she's loving it. She's actually going with us over to Ottawa this Saturday uh, awesome. to shoot the to shoot the match over there. So um, it's uh, yeah, great opportunity. It always seems to be you know at least. Uh, five to 10, even 15 kids out there um, to come out and shoot the matches. And, you know, we try to keep them, I think the age limits, I might think it's 10 or 11 um, and then up from there. So, yeah. Awesome. That's fantastic. So. Very cool. Yeah. All right. Um, I have nothing else, Dave. I got nothing. Well done. Okay. Congratulations, Guy. Guys, uh, fantastic. Um, I hope you great success, and maybe at some point I'll be able to get out and shoot one of them if I'm not hosting something or other, a Ladies' Day or Maple Seed or something. Anyways. Yeah, we're going to uh, try to get them all across the province as well, so that yeah. way if it's, uh, you're not you know, having to drive all the way up north every time. That's a nice drive. Yeah, exactly. Oh, we're we're yeah, looking, we're looking at... Uh, yeah, looking out around London area there and uh, up to, up on the uh, east end of Toronto as well, another location up there. So, um, you know, uh, we're just trying to finalize the exact locations and 
um, just figure out the dates there too. So we definitely want to have at least one more match and possibly two do a double double another uh, double header weekend if we can uh, make it work. So there's a great range there. It's an active airfield too. Just uh, just letting you know out in London. At Warren. Yeah. 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 <laughs> They have a pizza oven. Yes, they do. Probably just looking for an excuse to go back so she can. Have I know. Pizza. It absolutely is true. Call the match there. Just get Chris to fire it up for you when you're there. Yeah, uh, actually, he said, "Just let me know you're coming." Anyways, thanks for coming on, guys. Uh, I'm super thanks. excited about this, and uh, I wish you good luck. Thanks. Thanks for talking to you. Yeah, yep. see you later, guys. Bye. Bye. Later. Yeah, guys. Let's get on to listener feedback. Uh, any listener, any any kind of listener feedback on Facebook that we have to uh, get to? Styrofoam and gasoline. Lots of people know the the correct recipe from the Anarchist Cookbook to make napalm. Good, good. Uh, <laughs> soap flakes. All right. Yep. Some Trijicon lawsuit. Uh, anything else that's interesting, important? No, no. Now, William Saunders. He asked if he can dry fire his. Uh, Rimfire and uh, which one? People... Most of the modern yeah, ones. Most are fine. of them, yeah, yeah. Most of them. So ten twenty two, you're good. But it also depends on which rimfire it is. So let us know. Google it. Yeah, uh, a good rule of thumb as well. If it doesn't have a, a bolt hold open on the last shot, if it's a semi auto, it's probably fine. They probably made it because like ten twenty twos and that kind of thing, they don't hold the bolt open. The bolt goes forward. You are all like you're a lot of unless you're counting your shots, you're gonna click uh, on that last. Uh, I Last do not press. recommend dry firing a Remington 597. Uh, it will peen the chamber. Interesting. Yeah. But they have yeah. a bolt hold open on those, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Just use a snap cap. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, all right. Let's get on to listener feedback. Listener feedback is sponsored by Armory DC Gunsmith. Armory DC Gunsmith is a full service gunsmith <gasps> who specializes in firearms refinishing. Johnny's gonna enjoy this. <laughs> Sorry. Parkerizing and Seraco finishes, as well as okay. wood refinishing. Check out his online inventory of new and used guns, firearms accessories, optics, and more at dcgunsmith.ca. Kelly, did you want to take this one from Johnny? <laughs> Not really. He says, "Well, boys, I'm an explosive technician. That's why I'm going. Oh, he's gonna enjoy the show so much." <laughs> So the difference be a difference in primers is the uh, velocity of detonation. Whatever explosive you use will only detonate at the velocity of your primer. Uh, the faster, heavier primers will use the higher um, VOD, which is what is that velocity of destruction of detonation? Okay, of detonation. I don't know <laughs> destruction. Um, You'll have uh, causing the gases to expand faster, giving you a higher uh, chamber pressure. And on a side note, pick up a w, uh, WK-180. He picked up a WK-180 and was not very impressed with the trigger. It's, Throw it uh, out. <laughs> yep. Take it. Take the trigger out of your WK. Throw it in the garbage. Get another one. <laughs> they take other triggers. So he says it's trash fitted and it's crap and it, and, he, and it doesn't like to run when it's dirty. Yeah. Only have 200 rounds through it, uh, but it sure is making me miss my uh, 850, uh, 858. So he says, cheers, Johnny. So he's, he's an explosive technician. We should have him on. <laughs> Good. I wonder if he's blown up. That's interesting. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, uh, if you do put a trigger into your WK, uh, like a cassette style, 
you may need to carve out the bottom of your this thing right here because that's right where the cassette is going to rest and then you might need to relieve it a little bit so keep your dremel the, handy the, the jesus clip or what's under the jesus clip uh what's under the jesus clip this this part right here just needs a little bit of room and if your jesus clip is that big you might need to relieve that as well you can make some work though uh, next one from Kevin. Uh, Dave, do you want to take this one? From Kevin. Hello, guys and gal. That's you, Kelly. Was listening to the podcast today and heard in the back feedback segment someone was looking for a custom slide cover plate for a Glock. Mm -hmm. I would recommend the listener contact James at jfgunworks.ca. It's a small Canadian company that makes aluminum magazine plates and other parts for various farms and will customize upon request. The machining and finish of products is always top notch, and it's also nice to support a small Canadian manufacturer. Cheers, Kevin. Oh, nice so coincidentally, we just talked about them in the new gun stuff. Weird. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Well, you can check those guys out. Uh, if you'd like to email the show, send an email over to slamfireradio at gmail.com. Patreon supporters, if you'd like to help support the show, head on over to patreon.com slash slamfireradio and uh, help us out there. You can also, if you're going to buy something from Cabela's online, hit our website, go through the link there first, and then Cabela's will think we sent you, and then they'll give us like a, I don't know, like a Timmy's cup of coffee or something like that if you buy like something. Yeah, yeah. We'll get a shekel if you buy like $1,500 worth of stuff or I don't know, some some small cut. Uh, Shoutouts, Trevor? Um, to the uh, crew that put on the Miramichi match and uh, to some of my squad mates, Calvin made it over from Prince Edward Island. I think he was with um, his dad, maybe. Uh, Calvin was on an episode of our Patreon. He shoots a uh, SIG P320 something or other with an optic on it. And uh, anyway, Gallon and I were fighting over stage plans and Gallon wanted to do it one way and <laughs> Of course, he's shooting PCC, and I want to do it another way, and I'm shooting production optics, and I'm like, look, my plans are wasted on you. I need a production optics shooter. Calvin, come here, and I, like, grabbed him. <laughs> come with me. Do it this way. Anyway, it was a good time. I can't wait to uh, to shoot with him and some of the PEI folks again. I really enjoyed it. Awesome. I may have been telling PEI jokes and had Chris Nichols almost pee himself i can't remember if he was my shooter and i was the ro or if i was the ro and he was the shooter but uh do you guys know why the speed limits in prince Edward island are so slow why it takes a long time to grow a potato no one's in a hurry to get anywhere <laughs> very appropriate potato jokes yes right. oh. kelly do you have any uh shout outs I do. So I wanted to say thank you to everybody who worked the event this past weekend. So that would be Kelly and Kyle Kincaid, uh, Greg Weiss, uh, Kevin as well. And also we had a um, we had an instructor who actually spent six months of the year up he here in Ontario, uh, Paul. He is also a shoot boss down in Texas. So he came out and he checked out um, Project Maple Seed to see what we're doing here. And he said he actually at the end of the shoot said Appleseed would be very proud and very um, impressed with what we're doing here so that was awesome to get that feedback uh, the other thing I wanted to do is give a shout out to my friend Greg uh, Greg Edwards who basically uh, spent four hours rewiring our trailer and getting it ready and uh, I really really appreciated it all the help that he's been doing with uh, Project Maple Seed so I want to say thank you 
Awesome. Dave? Nice. Uh, thank you to, oh, being a shoot boss in Texas sounds way more fun than being a shoot boss in Ontario. Just saying. Just, just sounds better. Uh, thank you to our own, <clears throat> excuse me, our very own Kelly and Brian Bolivar for Pony oh. Express up some books from Kingston. So thank you so much. I really appreciate that that you did that and that, you know, Bolivar did it. And I met him on uh, on Tuesday and picked them up from him and just hung out and chatted for a couple minutes and borrowed his uh, Magpul Bev, uh, Bev block. So thank you for that as well, Brian. And uh, yeah, that's it. Awesome. Uh, for myself, uh, pr- primarily the Maple Seed IIT. So Sunday's Maple Seed went up without a hitch because the, the IITs are just have they're, awesome. they're so well prepared uh their pois were so good they just had like everything we needed like if i was if i needed something they they had it and uh it was it was it was a super good uh, uh maple seed um brett and the other ro's for the great uh three gun match the uh, I was home on time, which uh, doesn't happen a lot of the time with three gun because our time gets away from us. But they kept uh, they kept the event really running smoothly, and uh, uh, it was very smooth. Like um, I don't know if you guys if you guys radio in when your when your squads move stages, but this event was so well timed that I would radio in say, "Hey, our our squads moving on," and it's like the other the other squads were moving within like a five minute block of time which is uh, super super good we waited for no one uh and no one waited for us and that is uh that is a super rare thing to uh to happen with three gun and uh, uh it was really really well done so thank you again for uh for putting all the time into planning that because uh it takes time to make sure that that, that stuff works really well uh finally join a, a national firearms association such as the ccfr Check us out on Gun Owners of Canada. Like us on Facebook. And uh, we'll see you next week. So if you have any comments or questions for the show, please send an email to slamfireradio at gmail.com. Now go grab a gun and shoot something. When the talking is over, it's time to get a gun.